You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 677. Legionnaires, number 10, Little White Lies. And welcome to episode 677 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I'm Paul French, and today I am, sir, not appearing in this episode, lad. Oh, take a drink. <laughs> that was quick. I told you it'd be uh, drink-worthy. We started early. Yeah, Thank you, yeah. French. <laughs> all right. All right, folks. So I, I, I have a big assignment that I'm working on that I have to get finished. And uh, so I might join in a little later, but, uh, but for now, I can't. So I turn it over to you, good sir. Ah. <laughs> I'm, hey, this is the first time Paul's left me unsupervised, lad. <laughs> so this is going to be fun. Hi, everybody. It's Darren Noel here, and I am just sitting in the home. It looks like I've been robbed because I moved the majority of my stuff out yesterday. So I'm also, like, freaking tired kid and freaking broke kid because I paid movers and everything. Are you, like, sitting on the floor using your computer right now? No, I've, I've still got my desk and my chair and my couch and my TV and my bed. but. Uh, now it's just like the general move out detritus and a couple of like, I've got clothes still and I've got a couple of other things I've got to pack in the kitchen, you know, little things, nothing big, you know? So I've got that to do this week and, uh, in preparation of getting this place ready to put on the market. So yay. My vacuum cleaner is very angry with me right now. And the cat is not talking to me at all. The cat is pissed. I'm not moving, but I have an extended guest probably moving in next week. And so I am currently cleaning my apartment like I was moving out. Yeah, like a boss. Like a boss. Uh, That's what's been up with me. Hey, Travis, what's up with you? Hey, everybody. This is Travis Ellisor, and I am vacation (laughs) countdown lad. I have three days and some amount of hours until I go. And I'm trying to remember things that I need to do before I go, and I can't remember anything anymore. Uh, you need to stop the dog and make sure you take the mail with you. Or is that reverse? Yes, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was also trying to figure out uh, – I went grocery shopping yesterday, and I need to get stuff just for a couple of days. Yep. But nothing that will spoil while I'm gone. I need to make lunches just for a couple of days at work. So normally I make sandwiches, but I'm not buying, buying a whole loaf of bread and making three sandwiches and having the bread go bad. So Yeah, I, I'm at that point, too, where I'm like, I only want food for the week because I don't know when I'm going to have to vacate for real, you know? Right. So I don't want to take a whole bunch yeah. of stuff with me. You know, it's like, eh, no. Mm-mm. Get some, like, no. uh, um, sub rolls, like, from, the from like, the bakery. At the I, actually, I went... I went by a place, uh, I don't know if y'all have it or not. It's called Chicken Salad Chick. And, uh, no. That no, sell, that, no. It's like, I, they, I don't even have that, Travis. They have like, <laughs> I don't know, what is it, like 15, 20 types of chicken salad? So it's like a fast food chicken salad place? <laughs> kind that, of. That, that is that, how south. That would be like a black hole for me because I don't like chicken salad or anything. They have other things on the menu. It says on the menu, if you don't like chicken salad, how about this? And they have like five or six other items. Potato salad and macaroni salad. (laughs) They do have something called grape salad, which is just amazing. But uh, anyway, I bought a 
two tubs of chicken salad. I got a barbecue one and one that's got like uh, grapes and apples and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just going to have chicken salad with crackers or bread or whatever for the next few days. Yeah, that works. So you it's something I can store in the refrigerator. Yeah. You taking Jennifer with you? Oh, yeah. Oh, sweet. Excellent. Oh, yeah. I, I got the backpack for her to go trail hiking and all that. Uh, sweet. She's, she, she's never been uh, this far north. Oh. I think the first north she's ever been is Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, I was she's been all around the south. I mean, she's over in uh, Florida, Louisiana, but she sticks close to the Gulf Coast. She never yeah. goes really north. So, so she's going up to mountain territory. She never Ooh. seen snow. Oh yeah, she's seen snow down here a couple times. Oh, we get it rarely, but we do get it. But well, uh, yeah. if you're passing by me, wave. That's the last. I'll, I'll honk the horn. Thank you. I appreciate. No one else does that in Atlanta, right? In Atlanta, Atlanta, that'll be fine. I'll know exactly who you are. <laughs> anyway this is me over to you michael hi everybody i'm michael grabwa son of uther pendragon from the castle of camelot king of the britons defeater of the saxons sovereign of all england wow that's a, that's a bold statement sir well do, do i take I mean, a drink yeah i'm going along with the monty python and the yeah. uh, holy grail script uh, well you you said all that and i was thinking oh He's been reading, like, issues of The Demon or something. <laughs> oh. No, I was going to introduce my trusty servant, Patsy, because uh, we have ridden the length and breadth of the land in search of knights who will join me in my court at Camelot. Well, the, I can't empty my drink this early in the episode, Michael. Come on. <laughs> I'm not you to empty it. Just, <laughs> just take a drink. Oh, I've, I've been doing that all day this day ahead of the pain, sir. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so uh, I am actually uh, Get Your Mind Out of the Gutter Lad. Um, That's a tall order Yes, Mm -hmm. well It was actually not that difficult Because I was actually In my backyard And my front yard Cleaning out the gutters And that is not a euphemism That's like Standing on a ladder And cleaning all the crap Out of the gutters And my roof Mm -hmm. Because It rains And the water doesn't go down The way it's supposed to And I've got lots of leaves and twigs and pine needles clogging it up. So, is that a euphemism? <laughs> that Maybe. is also Maybe. not a euphemism. Um, and I also do not have two empty halves of coconuts that I'm banging together. That you're clicking together. Click, 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 click. Correct. Nice. So uh, after those couple of drinks, uh, that's it for me. On to you, Jim. Hey everyone, I'm Jim Purcell, and this week and all this month, I am non-specific daily drawing month 2021 lad, uh, because it is it is not Inktober, uh, because Inktober is uh, tainted. So now I just draw whatever I want to draw, as I always do, actually. Mm. Uh, this year's topic, I have decided, will be small press and indie comic book characters. And I'm on day three right now, and so far I've drawn Normal Man, Megaton Man, and Madman. A lot of men. Yeah, a lot of men. Coincidentally, it front-loaded. But, uh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, basically I made a list of all the characters I, th- I care about, and those were the first three that popped up. So mm. It's been fun. I think my art's improved some over the last four years I've been doing this. 
Well, um, practice. Yeah. This, this uh, well, this isn't the first year I did full bodies, but I'm doing like full body torso legs. Legs are the worst, by the way. Mm. Of course, well, hands. Well, like, taught us that, so you know, he just stops drawing them. So, but uh, it's been fun. Ups. Um, I'm also using this to break in my new iPad Pro, which I upgraded to uh, a week ago. So it's very big. It's so big. And this is definitely a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Mm. Uh, but just having 12, having 12 inches is really useful, guys. <laughs> That's what she uh, said. You know, <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say it. Let's move on. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's called a cock tease joke for those of you wondering out there. So, um, yeah, we're going to be without Paul. So yes, he's letting us fly solo right directly into the sun. We are. And, and we're going to be um, kind of on our own for this kind of stuff. And usually I'm used to doing just color commentary on stuff and and translating interlac. So I'm kind of kind of going to do a little driving, but Travis, but Travis is going to do the Paul impressions. So Travis, give us one, give us a Paul impression. <clears throat> hey, I'm Paul. I'm from Canada. Eh? That's good. That's good. It's like, he's yeah, in that works. With us. Wow. So he, yeah. like he's, al- he's like, he's, al- he's alive and with us to this very day. He is. Uh, he, he is alive. He's just busy. That's <laughs> let's not get I'm, that internet rumor started. We're not the Beatles for Christ's sake. I, I'm so good. Impressions of, I've been offered zero jobs doing them. Excellent. So, you know, I'll, I'll be the hype man. Makes my rates are too high. I think I'll say, <laughs> man, I'll say, yeah, boy, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's going to be that kind of a night. So Michael, what do we have for Legion news tonight, sir? Uh, well, I have uh, to start out with a bit of Legionnaire business. Um, if you remember, if you were with us last week, uh, that was the Timberwolf spotlight. And at the very end of the credits, there was a uh, special thanks to Jerry Steinhelper. And so we were wondering, hmm, I wonder what Jerry Steinhelper did in order to get this credit. So as it turned out, I ran across him in one of the uh, Facebook groups. And I said, hey, Jerry, what happened? And uh, here is his reply. Um for the Charlotte Con that year, which I'm, I looked it up and it's probably Heroes Con, which would have been in June of '93. Yeah, uh, Heroes Con. Yep. I I brought my entire Legion collection with me. Wade Carlson, etc., went through them in the hotel room while we graded the trivia quiz. And I want to know what this trivia quiz is. Mm. Uh, months go by, and then Tom, knowing I had a very easy access to every book called me up and told me what he was planning for the issue and asked me to write a quick summary of Timberwolf from Adventure 327 to the then present. And if this is months later, maybe it was 92. Um, But anyway, uh, he said, I reread every panel there was of T-Wolf, and instead of giving him the expected paragraph or two, I sent him a fully detailed biography on the life and times of Bryn Londo. If memory serves, it might have been 10 pages long. Tom never once hinted at my name going in the credit box. That was a complete surprise to me that Wednesday when it came out. Thanks again, Tom McGraw. So my favorite, that, Michael, my favorite Michael J. Fox movie, T-Wolf. Mm. So that explains uh, the Jerry Steinhelper credit. 
And speaking of uh, Legion fans and fandom, um, a bit of sad news to pass along. Uh, for those of you who knew him but have not heard the news, uh, longtime Legion fan Kevin Gould passed away uh, sometime last week. Um, he had been around since the beginning of organized Legion fandom uh, with Interlac and the Outpost. Um, I didn't know him very well. I met him a couple times in San Diego in the 90s, um, and then we became Facebook friends. But I know he had a huge, uh, probably all-encompassing Legion collection, and he was also interested in toys and uh, a lot of that related stuff. Um, don't know anything much more about him um, since uh, all I really know about him was what he shared on Facebook. But, um, you know, he was a, a good friend of the Legion and uh, um, influential in early Legion fandom. So we might not be where we are today without his, uh, his input. So uh, raise your glass to Kevin Gould, uh, Legion fan extraordinaire. Yeah, cheers. Rest in peace, fellow Legionnaire. And that is all I have for, for now. All right. Well, uh, here we are. We're in the uh, 31st century, and we're heading into Legionnaires number 10. I believe Jim is going to read this one for us tonight. Am I right? That is correct. Excellent. This is the first thing I've gotten right all day, so yay. <laughs> all right. Legionnaires number 10 um, says here January 94 was when it was published, and it's got titles as Proto Prototypes. On uh, the cover, we've got Cat's Paw. Um, I forgot Dragon his name. Mage. Dragon, Dragon Mage. Mage. Dragon Mage, Matarita Lad, and, uh, and uh, Shrinking Violet. Uh, they are looking at Goopy Goop, Goop Goop, uh, <laughs> that contains uh, doppelgangers of Shrinking Violet and Matter Eater Lad. This cover, I believe, was drawn by Sprouse. Yes. And Carl Story. Carl Story was the ink. Colors by Tom McCraw. All right. Legionnaire roll call. We got Cat's Paw, Chameleon, Computo, Cosmic Boy, Dragon Mage, Inferno, Livewire, Matter Eater Lad, Saturn Girl, Shrinky Violet, other Legionnaires. Uh, got a title here, another title, second title, Legionnaires, Little White Lies, um, where we uh, pick up where we last left off, which was a while ago because I think we did like a whole bunch of issues since last issue. Um, we are in a forest on an alien planet, and Matter Eater Lad is with Shrinking Violet, seeing another Shrinking Violet come out of the woods. Um, it says here, the year 2995, the location unknown. Four Legionnaires have crash-landed on, on an alluring world of contradictions and riddles. The latest mystery, two Shrinking Violets. And Matter Eater Lad is saying, um, Violet, you never told me you had a twin sister back home. Hey, bogus babe, what's going on here? And Violet says, oh my, uh, the Violet with Matter Eater Lad says, oh my gosh, and we get credits. It says here, Tom and Mary Beerbaum writers, Chris Sprouse, Chris Sprouse Penciler, page 1 through 9, 18 through 22. Adam Hughes did breakdowns on pages 10 through 17. Stuart Immonen, finisher on pages 10 through 17. Carl Story, inks. Pages 1 through 9, 12, 13, 15 through 22. Mark Farmer, inks. Page 10, 11, and 14. And letter is uh, 
Pat Braz, uh, Bros, Bruso, Bruso, colorist. I'm terrible at the word colorist. Colorist. Tom McCraw, uh, assistant editor Mike McAvney, and editor Casey Carlson. It seems like there was a lot of behind-the-scenes art that needed to be done in a hurry. Yeah. It just had to be farmed out to other people because of a deadline, doesn't it? <laughs> it is. Interesting combination, though, with Hughes and Eminem. And well, this is, and isn't, this like, isn't this kind of the beginning of Adam Hughes's career in mainstream comics? Like I think, towards the beginning of it? I think he did some issues of, uh, what was it? Um, he did uh, Maze Agency. Maze Agency is what I was thinking of, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's early in his career, but, he, I mean, he was just Adam Hughes back then. He wasn't... He wasn't you know, Adam Hughes. He wasn't... He wasn't, was uh, yeah. yeah, he wasn't Adam Hughes in all caps. Um, although I do find it interesting that Sprouse, Hughes, and Eminem all have very somewhat similar styles, so they all really do kind of jive together. And they were all part of uh, Gaijin Studios in Atlanta, weren't they? Well, probably. That would make sense. I, I think most of them were, yeah. All right. So the Violet coming out of the forest, uh, she kind of stammers, saying, Truth will finally. Truth will finally say. Violet not – oh, my God. There's a lot of weird talking in this issue. Truth will finally say, Violet, not I, shape stolen from Tenzel's dreams, had to do, but dream now over. And the real – and uh, she melts away into goop. Uh, and the real Violet says, "What? where did it come from? What's going on? And Matter says, yuck, I almost kissed that. Uh, and he continues, I don't know, but I get the feeling that there's something pretty wonky about this entire planet. Mm. And elsewhere, we see Cat's Paw hanging out in a tree, as she does, with uh, her boy here, whose name I forget. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I'm sure I'll come to it. So all we have to do is get inside that ship. Oh, and the, the guy, the blonde guy is saying, so all we have to do is get inside that ship, the crash landed ship that I showed you, and then you'll know everything. And uh, she says, you're confusing, Caspaw. Why does shit matter? Just tell me, how did uh, – Annis is his name. How did yeah. Annis get here? Why are you on Fungus World? And where are my friends, Dragon Guy, Mouth Boy, and Little Violet? <laughs> I love those names. Mouth Guy. <laughs> Mouth Boy. <laughs> April, I swear, they're okay. Just help me get into that ship and you'll understand everything. And she says, oh, I understand already. Just play with me like always. And he says, and you don't and you don't like oh, you just play with me like always. And he says, and you don't like to play. Cat's paw didn't say that. Then come on on, pretty kitty. Trust me. And uh, they are still in the tree and they start smooching. And uh, she says, just like always, sugar boy gets what he gets his way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, did she always talk like this? Maybe she just hasn't had a lot of dialogue up till now. I didn't she, notice. She hasn't had a lot of dialogue, and this is kind of a weird trope with uh, feline female um, characters in this Me. era, where they are more feral than human. Right. Me talk so, like caveman. Yeah, you've got to do weird things to them to set them apart. So, you know, it's it's the same thing that happened to um, Tiger. And Tigra um, over in Marvel and Panther in Titans at the time where they would get more and more feral 
and have to fight that feral thing. You know, that became their their standard subplot, basically. Thanks, Wolverine. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> so nearby, we got Dragon Mage with his quote-unquote mother. Uh, and she's saying, ah, Jin, what a reward it is to meet the strong young man you've grown into. Thank you, ma- uh, Madam Cho. I guess it's not his mother. Thank you, Madam Cho. Hmm? Yeah, it's his mentor. For mentor. Yeah. Thank you, Madam Chahu. In all these years training under you, I would have given anything to hear you say those words. And now, and then Madder Led and Violet come crashing out of the brush saying, whoa, kid, hold on to your cockles. That's not your long lost school marm. And uh, uh, the woman says, no, please. And Mage says, Tenzel, what are you talking about? I'm talking about that. Betcha bean dip to betcha bean dip to boron. Your mentor is just a little glob of proto snot, just like my spare violet. And she, he's pointing at the other uh, goopy. I guess they're. I guess we're supposed to assume they're proteans. Maybe we don't. Aren't supposed to know that yet. We're. I think we're supposed to assume that, but yeah, we don't know. Uh, and so uh, the mentor there, she says, "No, I come on, Lady Chu." The gig, gig is up. Show him. Yes, the truth, he says. I lie. And then she turns into protoplasm as well. And uh, Dragon Mage says, Madam, what's happening to you? I know Chu Hu. Just your G- G- dream shape of Chu Hu. Sorry about this, kid. I really am, says Matter Your Lad. And Mage says, Who? What are you? And they start talking. Uh, are are many things. Anything. Protean is name. And we can be anything we desire. Anything you, you de- <laughs> anything you desire, no harm meant by our lies, need help. Try to trade your dreams for help. And uh, the Protean is shape-shifting to show them uh, their abilities. And Dragon Mage says, you need something from us? Crash-landed ship, please, what's inside we need? Entire race is dying inside ship. And uh, Tenzel says, whoa, this is too schizo. And Violet says, but they seem to mean it. And May says, okay, we'll see if we can help, but no more deceptions. Oh, happy thanks. And Tenzel says, yeah, well, that stain better come out, wise guy. Minutes later, uh, Tenzel and Dragon Major are using their flight rings to fly over the forest. And Tenzel's saying, first thing we better do is locate Cat's Paw. Make sure she's not, she's okay and not in the arms of some long-lost glob of oatmeal. Uh, and Dragon Mage says, my flight ring's picking up something down there near that stream. And Caspaw comes hopping down out of a tree saying, mouth boy, dragon guy, where have you been? Oh, off making a few amazing discoveries. Me too. My old boy hunk. Anus is, <laughs> Anus is here. <laughs> uh, and Tenzel says, uh, Caspaw, I'm afraid that isn't who you think it is. And Mage says, he's an imposter, a shapeshifter, a walking blob of cookie dough. And uh, she says, what? You boys crazy. Seriously, April, the guy's pulling a scam. Shut up. Stop saying lies. And she takes a big swipe at him and they kind of fall over into the into the stream and say, hey, watch those claws. Whoa, splash. See, I told you she'd take it well. And she yells, you liars, you're just jealous. And uh, Tenzel says, Cat's Paul, listen, the same thing happened to us. Your friend's been like a dream come true, right? The answer to your prayers and somebody who shouldn't even be here, right? And she says, no, mouth boy, making this up. Tell him this. I'm sorry, April. I didn't want to hurt you. Didn't want to end dream. Pain for you. Pain for me. And he turns into a protean as well. And then uh, Cat's Paw gets really angry and takes a swipe at the protean. 
and the protean says, no, April. And then she says, should have known. Boys always hurt cat's paw. And wow. Tenzel's, <laughs> Tenzel says, I'd watch out for blobs of protoplasm, too. And the protean says, oh, April, so sorry. And then shortly, uh, the proteans in the group are talking, saying, but please must trust us. Help us get inside ship. And Dragon Mage says, we really still we really have no choice. We still can't get off, get a message off this world. Our flight ring comms are being jammed somehow. And Catspaw says, probably by little puss balls. <laughs> Tenzel says, well, whatever the reason, it looks like we're a team for now. And the proteans say, have our thanks, many thanks. And uh, Tenzel says, okay, Legionnaires, in front. Spud's right. Uh, Okay, Legionnaires, in front. Spud's right behind. Let's just take the ship quick and clean. Everybody ready? Uh Uh-huh. Sure. And we see the big ship crash. I was saying one one comment that I forgot to make earlier is that uh, Tenzel and Violet should know what Proteans are because they had already met both Prote 1 and Prote 2. Right by this point in their, uh, in their Legion careers. Hmm. Good point. Yeah. I was wondering about that. I mean, at the very least you'd think it'd be in their records at any rate. It's always a bit inconsistent. Of course, uh, a lot of ways they treat this book as though these guys are complete rookies. Uh, yep. They do. They've done, like done they've been asleep times. so long. Maybe there's some memory gaps here and there and no one's taking the time to read the records except for maybe invisible kid and Saturn girl and brainy. Yeah, Which sure. Let's call it that. Let's let's go with that as a, as a plausible quote unquote explanation. So well, we're we're only a couple months away from the zero yeah. hour time flux things. This we'll say those early ones. Oh yeah, that's good. Little time uh, memory misplacement. Early on, early onset zero hour. Mm-hmm. Yes. Those super pets. Those super pets were not long for the uh, continuity apparently. All right, so they leap they leap into action. Everyone, including the Proteans, saying Catspaw is yelling, then let's rock. And Tenzel says, yow, hang on, guys. And out of the ship come uh, four Kuns and a Dominator. And Tenzel saying, uh, those are Kuns, a whole nest of them. And the uh, Kuns are yelling, we're under attack. Fire, cowards, fire. You don't have to bust an artery. We're firing. I swear we'll kill the humans, then we'll kill him. And we cut away to the Acapulco Dome. Yeah, Acapulco. Acapulco Dome on New Earth. And where we're seeing uh, Saturn Girl. Oh, that's right. Last episode, we that did we did leave off on this situation. Yeah, we, we where forgot Cosmic Boy was uh, almost <laughs> a crispy critter. Yeah, Lightning Lad zapped him, I guess stopped his heart. And uh, so Saturn Girl saying, Garth, what have you done? He isn't breathing. His heart stopped. Cos is dead. And Lightning Land goes, but, but, but. And Saturn Girl says, get on the comm link. Get Brainy here fast. Um, and the crowd is shouting, it's his fault. That guy's a psycho. He killed his own buddy, for God's sake. And Lightning Land says, hey, it wasn't my fault. Everybody saw the way he, damn it, Garth, do it now. And so Garth uh, calls the Legion and Alchemist pops up in a in a hologram. And he says, Alchemist here, what's up? Uh, Legionnaire down. We need Brainy. Tell him to hurry. Uh, and then Lightning Lad turns and says, okay, he's on his way. And he sees uh, Saturn Girl giving Kaz mouth-to-mouth. And then uh, 
mm-hmm. which is of course the last thing Livewire wanted was Saturn Girl kissing Cosmic Boy, and then right. he's brought it on himself because he was a dick. Let's let's be honest. Livewire here was was a complete selfish dick about what he was doing, and that's what caused Cos to be in this position, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Ultra Boy has arrived with Brainiac, and Ultra Boy says, Phew, man, that's about as fast as I ever want to fly. And Brainiac says, I heard reports of a riot breaking out, so we were just on our way here when, Over here, Brainy, it's Cosmic Boy, says Saturn Girl. I can't get a heartbeat. And in a pretty cool bit of uh, panel drawing, Brainy has has zipped over and taken a device out of his bag saying, What happened? He was hit by Garth Lightning. And Brainy says, Got it. Okay, everyone. Stand back, and he does something to cause to cause him to convulse with a big electrical zap, with a big choom. And we also see uh, Gossamer and Apparition and uh, Pharaoh arriving. Wait a minute, something's wrong. A duplicate page here. That's not Uh-oh. good. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta reset my. Oh, your, right, well, your comicology logged no, in. No, no, it's DC Universe, but uh, uh, it should uh, be corrected now. Okay, so it's while, fixed. Well, while he's talking, um, I, I want to get ahead of people who say, well, why couldn't Livewire just zap him again mm-hmm. to restart his heart? Because that's what Brainy's doing with his machine. And, well, the heart is very sensitive to voltage and amperes, and you can't just zap somebody with lightning to restart their heart, it has to be controlled. And that mm-hmm. is the device that Brainy is using, which would be like an AED. Yeah. Right. It's, it's one of those things they've done like in the Marvel movies where, um, they, they did that with, uh, Tony Stark. Um, Hulk, Hulk, and, Hulk, and Hulk Thor did that to Tony Stark to restart his heart real quick. Did he? Uh, uh, yeah. In, 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 oh, that's right. I guess yeah. Hulk yelled, Hulk roaring at him. What happened after? Well, no, not at that point. This was Endgame. That was the original Avengers. This is when they were doing the time heist and Ant-Man went into Tony's armor to disconnect something that Tony said would give him a mild cardioarrhythmia. And so Iron Man is like having a heart attack and Thor kind of taps Mjolnir to to get his heart back into rhythm. Uh, You know, that kind of procedure. That's done all the time in pop culture scenarios when a defib is not around and you have a superhero handy that kind of thing but i i agree with you completely michael that's a very uh that's a very sensitive piece of equipment your heart and you don't want anyone who doesn't know exactly what ampules and power to use working with it for sure okay so after back, uh back in business jim oh yes you back in business yes, every, All right. yes everything's working so um Brainy, uh, Imra, and Garth are looking down at Kaz, and Gar- uh, Brainiac saying, nothing, nothing. And Saturn Girl saying, come on, Kaz, please. And suddenly, uh, Brainy pulls back, says, I've got a heartbeat. And Pharaoh yells, all right, way to be, kid. Um, and uh, Aberration's over with another kid who's been, like, knocked out, I guess, saying, over here, Brainy, this kid has no pulse. And Brainy says, okay, you guys, get Cosmic Boy to the nearest hospital. Gossamer, hello? And Gossamer's looking over at uh, Ultra Boy and Garth, who are having a little bit of a talk. And yeah, a little hushed conversation. Right Ultra there. Boy, yeah, Ultra Boy says, what the hell happened, Garth? And 
Garth says, Hey man, don't look at me. I was just trying to get the crowd to back off and cause jumped right in front of me. And then Imra runs up going, Garth Rands, you, you, you should be cause could be cause could be dead right now because of your stupid temper train. And you're not even man enough to admit it. Let's get out of here, Joe. And so she and Joe fly off with uh cause wrapped up in a, in a, a first aid sleeping bag, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the hospital's this way, and Garth's still on the ground saying, hold on, Imra, Imra. And Brainy has just zapped the other kid, uh, whose heart is stopped, and he's saying, something wrong, aberration? Ugh, no, it's just so gross. And uh, Brainy looks at his device and says, and we have a heart bit. Huh? These readings, I've never actually seen activity like this before. There is definitely something peculiar going on here. And we see the kid, his eyes open, and there's like a swirling rainbow in his eyes. Okay, so the last time I saw an effect like that, it was in the Prophet and Omen storyline, and we don't need to go there again. <laughs> that was once was enough with uh, with this. Yeah, you can't repeat a classic. No, no, and you shouldn't. You really shouldn't. <laughs> one and done. And I, it's one and done. <laughs> I have no clue where this storyline is going. I have no recollection at all of, of this kid. Yep. Well, I guess we'll so, find out together. I guess so. Because it's been forever since I've read these books. <laughs> it's like reading newly published Legion comics. It's pretty fun. We look, we have an ongoing series right now. Three of them. Yeah. And now we're in Legion headquarters where uh, Computo and Alchemist are running down a hallway and Computo says, he's going to be all right, isn't he? They don't know. They're taking cause to the hospital now. He's still unconscious, which puts me in charge naturally as deputy le- as deputy leader. Right. A girl. And she's she's also carrying a cup of coffee, by the way. And she says a girl tries to take a first break of the day. And and Alchemist says, also, just so you know, Andromeda still hasn't been able to locate Caspaw, Dragon Mage, Javai, or Tenzel. Oh, naturally. It just gets better and better, and she runs around a corner and runs smack into uh, Chameleon Boy, and she dumps her coffee all over herself. And Cam says— and she's wearing white, so that's that costume's ruined. So. Yeah, so, so Chameleon says, what the—oh, sorry, computer, I really am. And we see a very, very highly rendered image of a very, very wet and angry— Computer who is imagining uh, Cam hanging by the neck until dead. <laughs> I've had days like that at the office. Hasn't everyone? <laughs> and Cam says, but you really ought to know better than to run around the halls with a drink in your hands. Now let's go. We've got a crisis on our hands. I hate uh, when they use that word. I hate <laughs> it. I hate it. I hate it. Cam continues, we've got one Legionnaire down, four missing, food riots everywhere. I know, Cam, I know. So look, if you need a hand dealing with this, don't be afraid to. Alchemist, hook me up with President Stewart. All right. First thing we got to do is feed some people. Um, Cam goes, good, good. And uh, President Stewart here pops up. He says, Danielle, hi. I was just going to call you. How's Cosmic Boy? Still unconscious, but we're hoping for the best. What's the latest in the food shortages? Nothing good, I'm afraid. Riots are spreading. The worst outbreak is on, uh, like, Lacopolis? Lacopolis, yeah. Lacopolis. And the two relief shipments have just been pirated, probably by Scalarian Renegades. Scalarians? Blast it. Those girls are killing us. 
Exactly. That's why I've arranged for a Scalarian rep to advise you on how to nail these pirates. And her name is uh, Belanon. Is that how you pronounce it? Anon. Yep. Belanon, I believe, is Kono's mom or Kono's relative because Kono is Brita Anon. Correct. By the way, Lake Opolis <clears throat> is uh, uh, comprised of the former cities of Chicago, Cleveland, Detroit, Milwaukee, Toledo, and Toronto. Ah. The, the eastern portion includes floating housing platforms on Lake Erie, and it was heavily damaged when its fusion power sphere detonated in the wake of Operation Tri Triple Strike. Hmm. So there you go. So Kaz and uh, not Kaz, uh, Caputo and uh, Chameleon are uh, sitting at a Legion conference table with the Scalarian pirate reps, and Caputo saying, "All I, th I, th so I thought all Scalarians were pirates. Many of us are, mer uh, mer uh, many of us are merchants, Mister Fakard, but only a renegade few would tolerate the piracy of desperately needed food. We want this outrage ended as much as you do." And Chameleon Boy says, that should be simple enough. Help us infiltrate the renegades, and we'll shut them down from the inside. That's exactly what we had in mind. We even have a young volunteer who's eager to assist. She's my daughter, in fact. Britta. Ah, and there we are. And Kono has arrived. And she says, hi there, orange butt. And Chameleon is very distressed at this turn of event, saying, oh, yes, we've met. And Computer goes, what? What's going on? Oh, Nothing. <laughs> uh, we hear uh, we now cut to an outside during, in a food line, I believe, and we see a we hear a uh, public service announcement saying an emergency rations are now being distributed by the SN Dome at, by many volunteers, including a very popular celebrity. Uh, and we are hearing the murmurations of a crowd saying, "Oh wow, it's really him! It's Inferno! I think we're gonna! I'm, I think I'm gonna die!" And Inferno is on the food line serving and saying, there you are. You're welcome. I'm really sorry about this, Sadie, but duty calls and you're so understanding for coming with me to help. And this girl he's with says, it's OK, Dirk. It really it feels great to be helping out these poor people. It's our pleasure, sir. Really? You're welcome. Hey, Sadie, you know what? When we're done here, how about a nice cozy dinner at uh, Dugram's? Dugram in Paris? That's where it is. And she uh, leans over and I guess starts smooching him and says, oh, you sweet thing. You really know how to treat a girl. Meanwhile, a small waif is under the table saying, please, sir, can I have some more? <laughs> By the way, um, that uh, the name of that restaurant, um, Dugams, it is uh, or Dugarms. It is named for legendary interlacker Keating Dugarm. Uh, also, while I was reading this, um, I'm thinking, okay, read the room, Dirk. You're talking about going to a fancy Paris restaurant uh -huh. while you're helping to distribute food in a place where there is literally no food. Yeah, his, his sensitivity levels are, are not high in this incarnation of Dirk Morgan. Yeah, it's like, it's like, you know, okay, you can go there, but don't announce it in front of a room full of people who have no or food. Starving. and starving, yeah. Mm -hmm. Bad, bad, bad legionnaire. I, I, I think they went out of their way to kind of make Sunboy really a dick in in these in these two um 
And it's weird because they kind of started out trying to re- uh, reform him, but they seem to have given up on that. That went right out the bat. It's like he saw the the burning corpse of his other self, and he's just like, nope, I'm into women, and uh, that's I'm all about me, me, me. That's just me. That won't happen yeah. to me. Yeah, and here I'm I am invincible. down the same path. So, you know, it, it's it's disturbing. It really is <laughs> what they did with Dirk here. So, anyway, my two cents. And uh, one, one other thing that I'm going to hijack Jim's reading for a moment. The next page is captioned Antares 2. Um, they told us back on page one that this is location unknown. And Antares 2 is the home planet for the Protean race. So so they spoiled I, it by accident? No, because why would be the Proteans crash there and they're trying to get back to their home planet? Oh. So I, I think this is just a mistake in the caption. Oh, that makes uh, sense. Yeah. All right. All right. So we are back to the Legionnaires trapped on the planet and we hear a big, yow, look alive. These ugly shoot to kill. And Caspaw saying, can't get near them. Too much blaster fire. Uh, and the Kuns are yelling, maintain calibration. Keep the demon shapeshifters back. And uh, one of them says, but the humans, maintain calibration. And they uh, shoot one of the Proteans with a big, uh, yeah. And uh, mm. he's right next to Matter Your Lad. And he says, yeah. And he falls over. And Tricky Violet comes over and says, Tenzel. And he says, man, that Prote was fried, just fried. They bla- that, that blast barely singed me, but it incinerated him. Uh, and he has a little bit of protein on his hands, and he says, no wonder the little spuds need our help. And uh, Tenzel says, yo, guys, uh, pull back, pull back. Time for a change of strategy. And the Kuns say, the gutless infidels, they're retreating. Let's recalibrate weapons, destroy the human prey while we still... And the leader goes, no, imbeciles. You want those shapeshifters sliding down our throats? Just hold steady. I'm going to see what the dischead mercenary is up to. Dominator, we need to get off this planet now. The Dominator who it says, fine, fine. Go ahead and kill the specimen. Destroy the point of the mission. Mm. And the Kun says, blast it, you dischead. You know we can't afford failure. The Emperor will be shamed. Indeed. So I suggest you leave me alone and let me get on with my operations. And outside, we see some of the other Kuns saying, where are the human Cravens? I'll wager they're feigning cowardly as a ploy. Shameless humans who'd stoop to anything. And then we see some uh, uh, dragon-shaped energy blasts in the sky, and they go, what in the name of? Demons from the womb. Shoot them, shoot them. Weapons having no effect. It's a diversion. The humans. And Shrieky Violet, in tiny form, flies by uh, into the ship. And uh, she's thinking to herself, that's it, guys. Keep them busy. Now let's see if I've studied systems like this. Yeah. And she jumps on a bunch of buttons on a console saying, yeah, that ought to do it. And the leader Kund and the Dominator uh, get blasted with gas. And the Dom, uh, sorry, the Kund yells, coma vapors. One of those idiots has activated the security system. And both him and the Dominator both pass out. And Vi flies in uh, and says, phew, that stuff's done the job. Now let's see what these creeps are hiding. Oh, my gosh. And meanwhile, outside, the Proteans have uh, – the surviving Proteans have tied up the two Kuns uh, as prisoners. And Katzpaw saying, hee hee, hold them tight, Prote Blobs. 
Uh, Violet flies out and says, guys, guys, come quick. You got to see this. And we get our uh, final page and we f- see uh, Kid Quantum tied up to a bunch of machines. And Tenzel says, well, what's so important? Huh? Jumping catfish. That's Kid Qu- That's Kid Quantum. And so I, I can't tell if that's just a machine over him looking into his body or if that's if he's open his body yeah it's very uh that's a very saw medical device right there and that's the dominators for you they'll cut you apart see it's you know look at you and then uh they got a little next box that says next old friend which i'm assuming that's referring to kid quantum so so Interestingly, the last time we saw Kid Quantum was back in Legion number 39 when he and the team were rescued from Macaulay's compound. Mm-hmm. Um, that was five months ago in Legion comic time. Um, according to the source book, uh, Kid Quantum joined early in the team's history uh, in between Chameleon Boy, Colossal Boy, Invisible Kid, and then Brainiac 5 and Laurel Gant. Okay. And, then, and that was um, a year later, he was killed in action before Shrinking and Violet and Sunboy joined. And uh, Matter Eater Lad came six months after that. So they may recognize him from uh, his statue in their headquarters. So let's take a drink for a statue because we haven't, <laughs> haven't taken much. So, uh, or from the, uh, from the records. There was so a never, lot of kabooming here. So, yeah. Yeah. But they never a, actually. They never worked with Kid Quantum, so they would never have met him in person. So they know who Kid Quantum is, but not what Proteans are. Yeah, let, let's let's do uh, wibbly wobbly timey wimey. So there you go. I, well, of course, I of course am a big fan of well, I'm a big fan of his sister, but I'm a big, big fan of Kid Quantum as a concept. But I've always found it interesting. He's a Glorithverse, you know, creation that I assume was injected in to solve some Superboy problems. Um, not, not necessarily Superboy, but they put him in there, um, because they wanted him to be, or they, they made it so that he is the reason why Legionnaires are not allowed to rely on external devices for their powers. Right. Because there was, there was some sort of fight and his whatever blew up and he was thought to be killed in action. And that's when they passed the rule. You, you got to have natural powers or in inborn not inbred but inborn naturally (laughs) naturally inborn or accidental given powers that are didn't that but didn't that rule already previously exist because i know characters like uh mccall not mccauley but that one kid what's his name leland no there there was there was storm boy who used a device things like that but that was apparently before um before he joined up in the revised timeline. Right. It was also before they actually had a written Legion constitution. And once they put yeah. that into print, it was like, Oh, let's go back to here to find a story to explain blah, blah, blah. So it also became a good reason why a green lantern couldn't be a legionnaire. Not only the whole device. thing, but it's an out, it's an external device. Yeah. So it solved then, that problem. Um, and then they, they kept that aspect of it in the reboot. And that's when they invented or invited his sister Jasmine to join the Legion as Kid Quantum. 
because her powers were innate. Uh, yeah, but I don't remember the reason why. But we'll get to but that we'll, once we get past. We'll the get show. there. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get to Jasmine, and she's a fun character. I agree with you, Jim. I I, I think um, Kid Quantum became a good explanation for a lot of weirdness between the Baxter Run version ending and the five year later gap. Um, it solved a lot of the Prody crap that was dangling from the Baxter run. Right. Um, that we never got an explanation about, like what was brand up to, what were the Proteans up to? Hot fix, hot got. fix, hot fix patch Legion 2.14. Pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. So, I mean, it was, it was an interesting idea to have this character after the Morju verse went away that we had never heard of before and had apparently died. That was kind of a cool thing to add to the mythos. Um, because, oh, the whole universe has changed. So, you know, we had the original Legion reboot then when Monel punches the Time Trapper. And then we had the Morjuverse. And then we had the next reboot of the Legion, right? So we got two quote unquote reboots. One you could consider kind of a dream state, I guess, because it only lasted for an issue. But technically, has, technically, that's the real universe. Yeah. But it, it still that universe is still out there because we've seen characters from that universe try to interact with these characters previously, right? A Pharaoh came back in a dream at some point. Oh, from I, the I verse, yeah. Yeah. From the Morgan verse. So that universe exists and that's kind of an interesting thing to play with. But when you get the scene where you see kid quantum is on the list of dead legionnaires, you're like, what? Who's kid quantum? Never read that before in my life. I thought that was really inventive um as an idea like did he join during the five-year gap and then die no no he was way early on you know so why didn't he have a statue oh they had to keep his death a secret because they faked it and that i thought that was really cool um just from a longtime legion reader fan and plus it it also got them out of the trap of the whole tyrock problem right right tyrock being the first quote-unquote african you know, legionnaire of quote unquote color um, as an earthling. So here comes kid quantum who is not a white kid. Um, and that was kind of, that was niftier than all the horrible missteps taken with Tyrock's, you know, introduction and everything. So, well, they did have Jacques, you know, <laughs> invisible kid too. They did, but that was also 1983, 84. Right. You know, so I, I think this was an interesting way of, of trying to apologize for that gross omission from the 60s you and know. according according to the spreadsheet uh we will find out about jasmine <laughs> cullen uh probably fall ish of 2023 you know we come on and we record every day every sunday and i i it's true folks michael's spreadsheet has taken over our lives <laughs> we, we no longer have any free will it's whatever michael says we're doing is what we're doing help us help us so any other thoughts about this issue or uh what these uh, well, legionnaires are up to well since it is a beer bomb written issue mm -hmm. uh tom has some thoughts oh sweet uh, yeah he's they've still got about four or five issues left to go okay um let's see taking out all the stuff where he's recapping. <laughs> which um, we just did for him. <laughs> which we just did for you. Uh, let's see. On the planet, Cat's Paw doesn't take well to the news. 
that her long lost lover is an imposter. Um, and she throws a fit that ends up dumping Tenzel and Dragon Mage into a stream. Uh, but her ancestor uh, admits he is indeed a protean uh, and didn't uh, implies he was falling for Catspaw and didn't want to give up the charade, which subtly echoes our Garth is Prote storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, back in the Acapulco Dome. Um, uh, sorry, back at headquarters after the Acapulco Dome. Um, uh, there's the bit where Computo is trying to juggle a cup of coffee. Um, when Cam scolds her for running around with a hot drink in her hand, uh, Adam Hughes provides a macabre little cartoon in a thought balloon where Computo imagines having rid herself of Cam permanently. I expected the darkly humorous cartoon to be erased and long gone when the page was inked and colored, but the editors decided to let it stay, which was nice since one or two other Adam cartoons through these issues were a little too risque to remain on the page. Yeah, that's the Adam Hughes we know and love. Uh, I, I would expect a little, uh, you know, uh, excuse me, Sarah may have another. That was probably a, mm. a Hughes thing that, that got added. Probably, probably. Uh, let's see. With that, another lively issue wraps up. At this point, things felt to us a little disjointed with multiple artists and situations we were sometimes plotting and dialoguing pages and scenes out of order, sometimes even doing pages from a future issue ahead of pages from a prior issue. So I'm pleased to see how relatively well this issue held together, due in no small part to the gorgeous art and great storytelling of Chris Sprouse and Adam Hughes, who were beautifully inked by Carl Story and Mark Farmer, with Adam's pages, interestingly enough, finished by regular Legion artist Stuart Immonen. I don't think we ever uh, heard any info on how this odd fill-in came about, and it was especially interesting since we were off the mother book by then, with Stuart continuing over there as the regular penciler. And a shout-out is due, as always, to letterer Pat Brousseau and colorist Tom McCraw for doing great work on a very complicated story, which posed challenges far beyond what a normal comic assignment would generally bring. Mm. Uh, Not surprisingly, we were doing the kind of Legion stories I really like. For one thing, a large cast, this issue included 15 of the 20 Legionnaires, plus Kono, President Stewart, the Prodies, Ensis, Madame Chu, Wa, Kunz, a Dominator, and Kid Quantum. I always like, or sorry, I also always like multiple storylines with some intersecting elements and meaty characterization that's about real personalities and conflict, not flashy conflict for the sake of conflict. Mm. At a time when loose canon characters were generally being portrayed as more interesting and successful than their more by-the-book counterparts, the overall message was often that these loose canons understood better than the the by-the-book characters what it took to beat the bad guys. I was pleased to write a story where Livewire's temper led to serious consequences and the reactions of his teammates weren't thin-skinned squabbling, but real frustration about how to deal with a troubled teammate like Garth. Mm. Uh, People often say, if I were in that situation, I'd just lay down the law and yada, yada, yada. But I want to hear, when I was in that situation, here's what I did, and here are the results. Because it's damn hard to be the one who has to figure out what to do about a troubled friend or loved one uh, and whatever very daunting, very difficult course of action you work up the courage to pursue is usually going to have a low percentage chance 
of significantly improving things. There was a question in the comments on the page uh, saying, I wonder what it was like for the surviving people of the former neighborhoods of Europolis to be broken up and reassembled like that, at least the ones who weren't resettled elsewhere across the UP. And Tom answers, that New Earth collection of surviving domed cities would be a pretty amazing setting for an accomplished writer, world builder to explore. We only scratched the surface in Legionnaires, in part because our goal was to keep things somewhat light and accessible for young readers and or new readers, but I think we were ultimately going to have Universo win election to the presidency of New Earth and touch off various conflicts with Legionnaires that might have explored in a little more depth the nature and culture of the dome cities. But of course they were off the book by then and then yeah. reboot zero hour happened. So add that to the list of what might have been. Yeah. And zero hour is not that far away really from this point. So oh. they, they had to have known that they were off the book at the end yeah. of zero hour at this point, if not before that. And, um, than whatever the Legion plans were, that was they should have been in wrap-up mode in my mind, you know. Yeah, they had close at this point. They had put together like a six or seven issue story. Um, their last issue was number fifteen, and then um, issue sixteen is when uh, Mark Wade and Kurt Busick take over, and they immediately jump into uh, crisis mode. Uh, with, hey, Valor's getting retconned out of continuity and jumping into the beginning of Zero Hour. Mm. So once their run is over, uh, the Legionnaires are headed straight for Zero Hour. Yep. And that that's where we are. So, I mean, Zero Hour erases all the history of the DC Universe, right, Michael? So uh, can you tell us what happened? In Legion history? Well, uh, <laughs> I do have a stub stumpage. Oh, do you want to do the stump stumpage first? Do we? I, I thought we do history last. Is all. Nah, fine. I just want to. I just want to put Michael on the spot. Okay, Michael. <laughs> Continue the segue. Uh, okay, thanks, segue lad. You're welcome. Um, as a uh, as a matter of fact, I do have what happened this week in Legion history. Yay! Uh, Sixty years ago, October 1961. Superboy number 93 is back when the title was The Adventures of Superman when he was a boy. Uh, when Lana Lang gets grounded by her father for being too snoopy about <laughs> Superboy's secret identity, she becomes even more determined to prove Clark Kent is the boy of steel. This time, the boy is, uh, sorry, this time Superboy is able to guard his secret with a little help from Chameleon Boy. And uh, this came out uh, simultaneously with Adventure 290. So that's how old that one is. 45 years ago, 1976, Karate Kid number six. Four Legionnaires arrived to snap Karate Kid out of his madness, but he insists on fighting Commander Blood alone. That's B-L-U-D, because, you know, he's that's what you do in 1976. Uh, we covered that. Briefly, in episode 463, as part of the great Karate Kid, yada, yada, part one. Mm. 35 years ago, 1986, uh, Legion, volume three, number 30. Brainiac 5 takes a day to leave his lab and fraternize with his teammates. 
He apologizes to Censor Girl for the way he reacted to her when he believed she was really Supergirl, and she forgives him mostly. She then, oh, sorry, he then takes part in a successful mission and even goes to a nightclub with Sunboy and Dawnstar. When Brainy finally arrives back at his lab, Computo informs him that Ron Vidar has passed away. And you can listen to that one in episode 371. 30 years ago, 1991, Who's Who in the DC Universe, number 14, the Loose Leaf Edition. Uh, this one had a page on the Rands family. So Daisy and Dorit Rands, Garth Rands, and Imra Ardeen got one page all to themselves. And then Valor got a page. 25 years ago, 1996, uh, with half the, uh, sorry, Legionnaires number 43, with half the Legion gone, uh, the 30th century's remaining heroes realize they can't safeguard the galaxy alone. So it's time once again for Legionnaire tryouts. Uh, an open audition uh, means that the Legion headquarters is overrun with prospective applicants, many of them uh, possessing more personality than actual ability, including Splitter, a.k.a. Arm Falloff Boy. <laughs> Uh, by issue's end, several new Legionnaires are inducted to carry on the team's heroic tradition, and this is the first reboot appearance of Magno, Night Girl, Polar Boy, Sensor the Snake, Dragon Mage, Umbra, and Infectious Lass. Hmm. And we will cover this roughly early 2024. Fifteen years ago, 2006, uh, the Legion animated episode... Uh, season one, episode three, called Legacy. Superman unknowingly saves the life of a girl named Alexis, who is one of the wealthiest people in the galaxy. She and Superman become fast friends, but when Superman's Legion responsibilities get in the way of their friendship, uh, Alexis decides to do something about it, and we find out at the end of the episode, spoiler alert, her last mm. name is Luthor. Mm. And we will cover this eventually. <laughs> Eventually, <laughs> whenever uh, your spreadsheet demands it. No, this is off in the orphan section. That's still looking uh, for a home. Sweet. Uh, Nine hundred and sixty years from now, in what will have been going to have happened in twenty nine eighty one, Tyrock joins the Legion after stopping an attack by Legion reject Absorbency Boy, aka Kurt Niedrich of Earth. That happened in Superboy two eighteen. Uh, which you can catch in episode 285. And then 10 years later in 2991, 970 years from now, uh, in the five-year-later timeline, the Venado Bay Massacre injures ex-Legionnaire Rock Crin and robs him of his magnetic powers. Ex-Legionnaire Salu Digby is also injured, losing an eye. And we saw that flashback in Legion Volume 4, number 20, and that was in episode 582. Mm. And that is what happened and will have been going to have happened in Legion history. Thank you very much, Mr. Michael. So, Jim, you've got some stumpage for us. All right. So this was probably easier than I imagined, but let, let's give it a try. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I went through – all right. So this covers all versions of the Legion, the Legion subs – uh, reservists and also the Legion of Supervillains. Okay. Okay. Wow. Keep all keep that in mind. Okay. Name them all. Name <laughs> all of them. Yes. 
<laughs> so the question is, what are all of the gendered pronouns or uh, honorifics that are used in these characters? Oh, okay. So boy, like, girl, lad, lass, right, uh-huh. lad, lass, kid. Mm-hmm. Well, kid, kid is not gendered, so that's actually my part, part of my part two question. Okay, okay. we'll leave the kids to later. Yeah, king, uh, queen. King, queen. King, queen, princess. King, queen, princess. princess. Uh, uh, let's see woman, bop. man. No, there's no woman. I well, had to check. The, there is in um, the future. Yeah, uh, yeah I, did, I guess I didn't think about the future. Uh, the future legionaries. I guess they do count. But I, I think we have to include Lord for lightning. Lord. Lord. Yep. Lord. Uh, I don't I mean, think there's a missing? lady. Is there a lady? There is no, as far as I can tell, there is no lady. Okay. How many are we uh, still missing? There's one. How many one, of us missing? All right. So there's one more in the Legion of Supervillains I'm aware of. Oh. King. And there's. No, we, uh, no, we did King. We did, okay. We did Boy, Girl, Last Lad, King, Queen. Uh, actually, there's two more in Legion of Supervillains. Lord. Em- Princess. Emperor. Emperor. Emperor was one of the villains. Yeah, yep. son Emperor. Yeah. Uh, Emerald Empress, but that's Fatal Five. But I guess she joined the LSV in uh, Final Crisis. That's true. All right, so I wasn't sure if she countered Empress. or not, but good, good, good. Uh, no prize there. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't think one? I don't think Chief counts because I I, I, I count I count I, I count Chief is a male gendered. Well, because it would be Chief Kuzumano was Gigi Kuzumano, and she was a woman, so... Oh, yeah? Well, I was thinking of Chief. Yeah, I know, but if you're going to count Chief, she was a chief of the SPs after Zendak retired. Okay, so there are... Then you got to count Kid. (laughs) So there are are three more on my list. All of them only uh, appear or are used once, as best I can tell. Ooh... Um, One of them is more recent than others. Uh, three of these that are like gendered or non-gendered. Honorable. They're gendered. Yes. They're gendered. Right. And they were Ooh, this, only used okay. once. Princess uh, was only used. You, you once. already got princess. Yep. Pete. Along the same. No, not Pete. Pete's a name. No, oh. no proper names. Or animals or colors. Well, I was thinking porcupine Pete. Yeah. Uh, ooh, that's a good one. Um, not queen because we had prince, we had queen protector queen and Projectra. insect queen. So that's, that's and also comic queen. She joined. Comic the queen. Yeah. We had three queens. Wow. It's a good night for me. Um, start of a good poker hand. Oh, actually, okay. I mean, I made a slight mistake. There are four more. Oh, wow. one, one of them has been used twice and is very obvious when you realize it. One of them is from Bendis boot. Ooh. Don't call and, it that. And and two of them are female. <clears throat> hmm. uh, not lady, right? No ladies. I I don't think there I don't think there's been a lady near the legion. No, I can, um, as best I can tell, there is there's been no uh, lady. But gr- girl and lass are plenty duplicated, so that's oh, you're help anybody. very close. What you said? You said, it, you, you said oh, a damsel. Damsel, yes. Oh, damsel! Ah, uh, you would have got me on that one. I totally skipped over that. Yep. So we still we still need three. Uh, yes. Oh wow. Or two. Uh, one, two. No, three it is three. 
three. Oi. Hey, yeah, yeah. The one from the Bendis Legion doesn't appear much. Uh, okay, it's not Radiation Roy. No. Um, I mean, X-Ray Girl and Radeon Boy, was it, or whatever? Radius Lad, I think. Radius Lad. I mean, they, they have duplicate names or honorifics. Um, and those are the only ones I can remember from that run that were not seen much. Unless we're talking uh, about Robin, who is a member and always has been. Um, but that's not Robin Boy or it's, it's Robin Lad. Boy, Boy Wonder is implied, I think so. Ah. So whenever a Robin appears, it is always Robin the Boy Wonder in my uh, in my head canon. Right, um, so call this. Yeah, call this. No, no, no. Wait, give, oh. let me. What, what were those hints again? All right. Two? So one of them is very recent from Bendis. Okay. One of them is obvious once you realize uh, who it is. Two. Okay. Uh, we already got damsel, so there's one more female one. Well, and we got princess, right? Princess you use, yes. So, so far you got boy, girl, lad, last, king, queen, chief, lord, emperor, uh, princess, damsel. And, and empress. And empress. And empress, yes. Uh, I'm just going, to, I'm going down the list and I can't think of anything. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's not a good podcast. When um, it's just, uh, I, I, I guess one, one of them may, may not, <laughs> one of them may not trigger for you guys, but... But um, I can I consider witch to be. Oh, okay. Uh, witch yeah. can be a man. Well, no, no, be a war. warlock. Warlock. Uh, 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 I'm fairly a certain witches wizard. can be men. Witches can be men, but the the male honorific is a warlock traditionally. I'm also but pretty I sure think that one is out to, for that's that's a case by case judgment. I think for people, not a hard and fast rule. There are, in fact, two mans in the Legion. Two mans? Earthman. Earthman and Superman. I thought we said woman and man at the beginning. I don't think you said woman or yeah, man. We said did you say man? I guess yeah, I missed like, miss man. Because yeah, I was thinking like Saturn woman and lightning man from the adult Legion. Yeah, or uh, cosmic man or Ultraman or element man. And so the last one was gentleman. Oh, the invisible gentleman. The invisible gentleman. That's and you gave us the best clue ever. He wasn't seen a lot. Yuck, yuck. Oh my god. And so Dude, I, I come to. I love you. Uh, <laughs> I come to part two of the question. You already guessed kid. What yeah. is one more that only appears once that is a non-gendered uh, honorific? Besides kid. Oh, I was. I'll I'll give you a hint on this one just to speed along. It is also a Bendis one. Uh, child. I, no. I was uh, Th thinking of someone earlier, and but they. I was thinking of a Legion of Superheroes villain member. Who was it? Uh, Think along the same lines as which. Five. No. Doctor. No. Doctor. Yes. Doctor Fate. Doctor. Ah. And I oh, got. I could, I got I could also go Doctor Regulus. Yeah, I, I was thinking. Fan. I was thinking, missed master. Master, oh, oh, there is master. a master. I yeah, didn't think of master. Like, I missed master. Yeah. I missed, missed yeah. master. You missed, <laughs> missed master. 
How dare you, sir? All right, and I've got one last bonus question, which I thought was very clever. There is only one Legionnaire, Legion of Supervillain member, whole whole list that has a not a pronoun or an honorific, but a um shoot, what's it called? Oh no. Uh a oh no. I forgot how language works. A suffix that has a suffix that genders their name. As uh, a suffix. A suffix. A suffix. Uh, I will give a hint. It is Reboot Legion. Okay. Uh, blah. And this is a, a Legionnaire? A Reboot Legionnaire? Oh, hold on. Monstrous? Is that Monstrous. what you mean? Yes. Oh, uh, my God. oh, her real name. Her, her real name is Candy. Her real name is She-Hulk, but, you know. I'm going to call that a reasonably stumped, not totally stumped, stumped enough. But there are a bunch of names they totally should be using that they aren't using. Master's a good one. We'll give you a half a stump on that one. Uh, Don't forget Beauty Blaze. Mm, Beauty, maybe. I thought about her, but, you know, beautiful can be a man, too. Yeah, I also don't I, I personally wouldn't count that as part as an honorific. It's more of a descriptor. How about how about Hunter? Orion the Hunter? Uh, that's more of an well, I guess it's an occupation. Well, because well, the, no, the doctor counts, I guess Hunter would count. Hunter is the, gendered because Huntress is, is uh, a female hunter, so and she's in canon like three times now, so there you go. And and no, Grimbor the times. Grimbor the Chainsman? Chainsman, yeah. Chainsman, mm. not not like Grimbor is the most feminine name ever, right? Grimbor yeah, kind of masculine itself. So Grimbor uh, sounds like the name of an orc in, in a D and D campaign. <laughs> Still the most successful of all the villains from the Conway era. Totally, yeah. Wrapped the entire Earth in chains, and and that's why he keeps coming back because he's he's got a cool gimmick. Well, he, and he, except he for that last costume, he had a cool costume. So you know, he wasn't created by Conway, though. No, well, he was. No, it was remember in his uh, uh, he was first earlier. story with Grimbor and Charma. I'm pretty okay. sure it was it was either Carrie Bates or Jim Shooter. Uh, was, I think it was Bates. Although Charma sounds like something Shooter would create. Just going by what I know about them. But I think Grimbor was Bates. Um, Probably. But um, yeah, I think Grimbor had a better appearance of the Conway run than his first appearance is one of them. Yeah. Better, better use of Grimbor. He really should be like the Deathstroke, the Terminator for the Legion. What he really yeah. Should. But that's something the Legion has not like really had to deal with is an assassin out to kill them like – Usually it's just the supervillain team that they show up to fight. But if they had an assassin, like, doing what the Judas Contract did to the Legion, that would be an interesting story. And, like, Grimbor did, like, he, like, captured a whole bunch of, like, the A-list Legionnaires, right? Oh, like, yeah. in traps and stuff. So yep, he's a legit threat when he's, you know, not I mean, a joke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the closest they came to that was the early issue or two of the LSB War when they were picking off the Legionnaires who weren't in teams. 
mm-hmm. and and kidnapping them. That was the closest they got to that kind of feeling of, oh, these legionnaires are really in danger because, you know, they are just they're out there and they're all alone and easy to pick off, you know. So, but eh, what you gonna do when you're in the legion? <laughs> but it's a good stump. Thank you, Jim. That's a good one, Jim. Yeah, it's like usual. I was just kind of doing my own research, and I just kind of turned into a question. Yeah. Hey, that works. That's how you know. I'm sure people give us stumps. If anyone has stumps, you can send them to Paul, even though he's not on this um, episode, really. Um, you can send them to him, and he'll read them out, and we will guess them. He he keeps that stuff very private, and he will not let us know about it ahead of time. So we don't get to do any research whatsoever. So feel free to try to stump us. The uh, old format was one original Legion question, one reboot Legion question, and one three-boot Legion question. But with the Bendis run and such, you know, ask us three questions. You know, we, we would just love the input from you folks. And uh, I think that's everything we have, unless any, anyone has anything else to discuss for this episode. I do not. Jim is holding. I think, I think we can put a, a bow on this one. Excellent. Travis, are you good? I'm all good. Excellent. Michael, take us out. Uh, let's see. Feedback. You can email us at legionofsubstitutepodcasters at gmail.com. You can find us on the Twitters at LOSP Podcast or on the Facebooks at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com uh, and all that other stuff that Paul says that we usually skip through. Uh, And for now, we make our way back into the time bubble where we will see you all next week. Yay for Kid Quantum! Woohoo!